The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. I'll be taking your calls on 011-7142-006. That's the number uh, to dial to get in touch with us this morning. On the WhatsApp line, it's on 0614-104-107. You can send your voice notes and messages there. And on Twitter, it's at SFM Radio, the hashtag SFM Talking Point. After the, talk, after the thinking point, of course, I'll be taking your calls on any of the issues on the agenda or you can raise something completely different uh, of course that is on your mind that you think will be of interest uh, to everybody else in the country. Let me welcome uh, Gavin Kelly. He's the CEO of the Road Freight Association. Gavin, good morning to you. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to your listeners. So this morning, of course, we're talking about some of the challenges that um, the road freight industry has been facing at the Libombo border post. Talk to us about the uh, congestion there. Is that the only problem that you are experiencing? Uh, Kathy, <laughs> that's not the only problem we're experiencing. Right now, there's a major problem on the N3 around St. Rhiannon's that's not a border causing the problems there. So if you want us to talk about the Mbombo or the Rosana Garcia border post, we can talk about that. Is that where you'd like us to go? You know what? I think let's start with the N3 because I was going to go there anyway. So, <laughs> so, so since we're there, we might as well just go there. Yeah, uh, lots of challenges with uh, the roads being blocked there. Yeah, Kathy, we back to that... that that little saw that has been around for probably three and a half, maybe even four years now. I've actually lost track of time with all the lockdowns in between, but it's definitely been with us for quite some time. And you'll recall uh, there were closures, there were truck burnings, there was all sorts of hijackings and, and things going on at the Tugela Toll Plaza over an Easter period, and I think it was about three or four years ago. And when that was then investigated this whole story narrative of foreign drivers being employed in the trucking industry was used as the reason why this was happening. And fast forward that past a whole lot of task teams with various ministers, a whole lot of discussions between parties, a whole lot of sitting down and trying to work out where the causes lay, and we get to where we are today on the 3rd of December 2021, and exactly the same thing is happening again. The route has been blocked. It's been blocked by people who say they are representing unemployed truck drivers, and these truck drivers are unemployed because they've lost their jobs to foreigners. Why they lost their jobs to foreigners? Well, those causes are the ones that we highlighted with a task team a number of years ago, and that is really because companies are paying foreigners less because the foreigners are here illegally. The legal foreigners are treated like everyone else, like normal citizens. They have all the basic conditions of employment, all the rights under labor. They need to be registered, blah, 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 blah. But the undocumented, the illegal foreigners are being utilized and they're pushing people out of jobs, not only in the transport industry, in many other industries. So that's why that entry has been closed again today. Gavin, I can recall last year you and I having a similar conversation and it was in the aftermath of the violence that we had seen against some truck drivers we had truck satellite we had people um that had died and you say blah 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 because it really does feel like 
a broken record. It, it feels like we are constantly here and there's no clear determination to actually address the challenges or, or progress from this point. Why are we still stuck here? You know, Cathy, that I think if you can answer that question, you'll win the major lotto prize. We, we just after the July protests, we had a, a small incident like this, if you recall, that, that happened towards the end of July, or maybe even in July at the end of those protests. And the Minister of Transport and the Minister of Labour quickly rushed down to the Eastern Cape where it happened, and they then promised this, that, and the next thing, which is what they've been promising for the last three years anyway. So it seems that there are one of two things happening here. The one is, it seems there doesn't seem to be the political will or the institutional will from the authorities to actually implement the laws that we have in the country. And those laws are clear around allowing foreigners in, allowing them to do whatever they're allowed to do, what sort of permits they have. The second thing is around our labor laws, which are very clear in the way which we treat employees. There is no caveat in that law. It's either basic conditions of employment or you are, are, are creating an offense. So deal with the employers who want to continue down this route of non-compliance. That is what we just cannot understand, that, that the authorities, with all the regulations, the SAPs, these inspectorates are just not doing mm. what they should be doing. Gavin, if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying is that the allegations made by the truck drivers that, you know, they're losing jobs because they're being given again to undocumented uh, migrants who are here and uh, these companies don't actually have to follow labor law. You say that those allegations are not unfounded. It's part of what you as an industry body have found as well. That's correct, Cathy. We've, we've done some research in conjunction with the Department of Labor. Um, and unfortunately, the RFA is, a, is an association of choice. So if you want to be a member of the RFA, you bind yourself to a code of conduct, you bind yourself to inspections, you bind yourself to the basic minimums as prescribed in the Act. So there are many operators who are not members of the RFA. And the department knows this, and they know that those who don't want to play by the rules are the ones who cause the issues, and that's why we've said deal with them and deal with them decisively. Let's talk about the challenges then that you are facing as well along the Libombo border post. Oh, that's an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Kathy, yeah. Unfortunately, a border is exactly what it is. It's a meeting place of two countries. So, you know, you get to a border post and what is valid on this side of the border might not be valid on that side of the border. We have bilateral agreements between countries and we agree on certain things. And, for example, one of those things is the roadworthiness of vehicles or the marking of vehicles or, or, or the way in which vehicles are put together in terms of what they can carry in their maximum payload. So, for example, you know, a simple uh, example is in Zimbabwe, you need to have a spare tire for every single size of tire on your vehicle, where in South Africa you don't. So we then go into agreements that, you know, the one country will accept the other country's road-ready requirements. Now let's go to Limbombo. Why is there such a problem at Limbombo? Well, first of all, 
the border doesn't operate 24-7. It's not like bike bridge. So it only starts up at about 8 o'clock in the morning and then closes down at 5. All right. Now the authority... uh, Gavin, Gavin, sorry, yep. I'm going to have to interrupt you a bit there. I want to quickly go to 9.30 news headlines. We'll continue our conversation with Gavin Kelly uh, of the Road Freight Association after this. Zoleka Kodashe is standing by. Zoleka, good morning. Thanks, Kathy. Good morning. In your 9.30 News headlines, Health Minister Dr. Joe Patler says coronavirus infections continue to rise rapidly across the country, with the Omicron variant present in all nine provinces. Police Minister Begitele is expected to testify at the hearing into July's unrest before the Human Rights Commission in Mhlanga in Durban today. And Democratic Alliance leader John Steenhuisen says the DA has confidence in all four Chief Justice nominees. I'll have details on these and other stories at the top of the hour. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. We continue the conversation on the talking point. And again, I'll be taking your calls on 011-714-2006 our open line shortly. We're in conversation with Gavin Kelly. He's the CEO of the Road Freight Association. Uh, so, Gavin, let's, you were still telling us about the challenges at the Libombo border post. Yes. Um, so, so one of the challenges is that the border post isn't open 24 hours a day, like, you know, like by bridges. So obviously, traffic keeps moving all the time. And what happens in the morning when, when the po- border post opens at 8 o'clock, there's already a backlog for those guys at the border because, because in this case, trucks, we're talking about trucks, but all vehicles, but trucks have then queued up since, since the border closed the previous day at, at 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So that, that's the first problem. The second problem, obviously, is that COVID has had a huge impact on all operations, so there are diminished numbers of officers working because of social distancing and health protocols, and now and then the border closes because of infections or reported infections, so that has an impact. More importantly is that the systems on our side are, are not aligned with those on the Mozambican side, so it seems the Mozambicans are not accepting some of the things we do and are not happy with some of the things we do, and they've instituted a scheme where the drivers need to get out and pay a a toll to go into Mozambique, which is a manual toll, which slows down the vehicles as well. Now, we're trying to get that resolved. When we look at the costs, Gavin, it's said to be costing the industry over a billion rand. Talk to us about some of the lost revenue and how that is calculated. Well, we have a, a process where we, we know exactly how much it costs you to, to operate your truck in a year. So we take your overhead running costs, which is your labor costs, so what you pay the dryer, what your fuel and your maintenance, as well as your fixed costs, which are the cost of the vehicle. Um, and then we have fuel into that, et cetera, et cetera. And then we know that over a period of a year, you need to earn so many rands in terms of revenue for driving. We know how much time you have in the year if we take out all the various holidays. And eventually we can work it down to how much you need to be able to earn per hour. And in general, the trucks that are going to Lumbombo border post are combinations of trucks. So they've got two trailers and at about 56 tons gross vehicle mass. There are some smaller and some larger ones, but on average at about that. 
And for every hour that, that you stand, it costs you as a transporter 5,000 rand in revenue. So you're still paying your driver. You're still having to pay your your higher purchase on your vehicle or, or the asset finance, if you want to call it that. You still have licensing and all those sort of fees that keep ticking along, whether you are moving or not. And obviously, with a, with a transporter, you need to move. You need to get your load, uh, pick up your load, get and deliver your load, pick up the next one and come back. So when you take those figures, as well as all the other figures in terms of lost loads, so if you now cannot get a return load, or in terms of any other costs you have, that's how we get to that figure. That's what it costs the transport industry in terms of that border not operating efficiently. Mm. You know, um, we I've, I've got a question here from one of our listeners, and uh, you know, he's saying that um, you should name and shame the companies that uh, are actually employing workers illegally. Do okay, you we're back, we, do you we, know? Yeah, okay, we we back to that first point of the entry. Yes, yes, yes. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. There are some legal ramifications with that, but that that is exactly what should be done, and that really is what we'd expect the Department of Labor to do. Mm-hmm. And then to withhold licenses. If you're not compliant, if you're not doing what is required of you, then you shouldn't be able to get a, a transport license or an operating license, as we call it. I I agree with that caller. So, in terms of then the rest of the weekend, and and again, we're back to the N3 situation, what are you expecting to unfold there? Uh, In in terms of Fenrianen? Yes. Well, Kathy, at the moment, we know that SATS is on the scene. We know that um, we are trying to get them to, to open the route to get this flowing again. We're hoping there isn't going to be violence and looting. Um, so we hope that that at some time today that the SATs are going to get that route open, that we will be able to start moving again. All right. Gavin Kelly, let's leave it there for this morning. Gavin Kelly is the uh, the CEO of the Road Freight Association, as you heard. So uh, challenges on Van Renen's pass with today, they continue to be 